Welcome back, everyone, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. This is Real Talk, Real Fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And this week was game day, and Craig and I are actually we're going to be doing something interesting with our recap episodes uh, when we can. When we're at the games, we're going to do our initial reactions and record them immediately following the game. And then we're going to actually, when we get to go home, uh, and get back and then get on computer because we don't have a Wi-Fi hotspot. Hopefully in the future we will. But we're going to do uh, look up at the stats, you know, check everything out and, you know, be able to give more information back to the fans. Um, so, yeah, final score, 63-3. to Craig, uh, initial thoughts after the completion of the game? Well, yeah, it's uh, kind of what we expected. I think we even, even more expected. I think, the, you know, if you gave the game ball <laughs> – you would have to say you'd have to give it to Jim Harbaugh as far as playing all the freshmen and yeah. all the people that he kept turning in. Thinking, what did he say? They had eight to nine running backs going, and it's amazing how. Let's let's put it this way: we know that Jim Harbaugh is the master. He's a master coach at uh, developing players and getting the team to uh, buy into what he's uh, uh, selling. My thing is, the very thing is, he is so smart because he knows darn well that he's going to lose a lot of players next year. He's going to try to get them the most playing time he can and get them game time experience, game day experience. And you're seeing that right now. You're seeing them playing uh, two to three to four deep. And to see Evans out there, we're talking about a third string guy who hasn't even really played the field very much at all. And a special little player. He, he must have saw something in him. And then Higdon and... It's pretty pretty remarkable, man. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely awesome. And uh, just like you said, there were a lot of freshmen who played. Uh, the last number I saw, if I saw it correctly, they were saying 13 freshmen got to play. Um, I, I mm -hmm. could be mistaken. Maybe that number uh, grew from when they actually took that stat. But, yeah, great game, a lot of freshmen play, a lot of great things um, for Michigan football. And uh, before we dive in too far, I was going to name the, uh, say this at the beginning, but I forgot. Um, we're going to be, whenever we're at games and we get to talk to fans during halftime like we did today, we're going to um, put that on our website and SoundCloud and everything with fans being able to give their insight. Not going to really be an episode, just going to be live chat, live talk. Uh, we'll come up with a name for it. But if you haven't checked that out, after you listen to this, I suggest you go and listen to it. And, hey, who knows, if you're in Ann Arbor and you see us around, uh, you could get your voice on there and share your thoughts as well. So a uh, lot of positive things to be able to say about Michigan. Uh, it started uh, started off a little ugly, had that turnover, but Spate definitely did prove himself. Got to see the three quarterbacks, actually. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Got to see even Shane Morrison there uh, work it a little bit, and that was pretty cool to see. Uh, and even at the very, very end, there was a Malzone sighting. So how about that? Yeah, that, so. uh, that was actually surprising. Actually, I think you may have seen that. I didn't. I was getting here set up and everything, and so uh, Craig was catching the end of the game while I was getting things set up, and so I didn't get a C-mail zone. I'll have to yep. check that in the room. Yeah, a couple snaps, but, you know, got him in there. But that was uh, cool to see. But, uh, yeah, what a great game. I mean, we'll talk about stats later on tonight and really what breaking the whole game down as far as what we saw. But um, overall, what a great win, and – I think what you saw was just how dominant this team is. And, you know, obviously we'll talk about injuries later on tonight about Jordan Lewis not playing. There's a couple of people and see how Taco Char Charlton is doing because he got hurt earlier in the game. But um, 
overall, great, great performance. Uh, a lot of people are going to start looking into this Evans kid. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, some of the people that we were watching the game with here tailgating uh, didn't even really know who Evans was. But uh, to go back to what you said earlier, Craig, about uh, kind of the difference with Michigan and what Michigan's capable of, um, conditioning, big part. And uh, Harbaugh demanding the best from his players. And, like, I believe it's Rashawn that usually says practices are going to be more difficult for Michigan than even some of the games. And it really kind of looked like that today with the final score of 63-3. to three. Uh, They showed their dominance, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it on one of the podcasts, uh, either the last one or one before that, about talking about uh, this kind of being somewhat, you know, not to take anything away from Hawaii, but – kind of a practice game, a game that yep. shows who's going to step up, who's going to go. And the very fact is I'm going to start looking into what Harbaugh was talking about, how Evans, to him, said is a very special, said something to these the, to those words, and he doesn't really give that out too lightly, um, that I'm going to look into that a little bit more. So that's really interesting to see. There's a couple things, you know, I'm going to look into a little bit more, but uh, – Overall, great performance, um, guys trying hard. And how about that defense? Here we talked about in the last sports cast, Caleb and I, we talked about would there be turnovers in this game? And we said, yep. you know what? There was Not only was there turnovers, I said, yeah, I, I believe the quarterback's going to throw a couple interceptions. But I even said, would they even go for touchdowns? And there yeah. were. There's two well, of them yeah, from Hill and Stribling. So. Neither of us thought this early that something like that would uh, turn into uh, Michigan scoring uh, a defensive touchdowns, but we both knew that turnovers were going to happen, and actually they turned into turnovers that Michigan capitalized on. Yep. And uh, they looked good. The, uh, Hawaii definitely was able to move the ball somewhat. I mean, the, the defense was absolutely solid. Offense did great. Um, like, like I said, actually having to go back and check everything, I don't even know if Mich- Michigan punted. Um, But, yeah, it was uh, firing on all cylinders, that's for sure. So uh, good things to be said. Uh, This is just kind of our initial reaction. Uh, Some of the things that we've kind of been up to, uh, if you are just going to be listening to this and you kind of miss our halftime talk with the the fans and everything, I do want to make sure to mention uh, we are going to be at a lot of the home games, not all of them. Uh, I I don't know if I will. Craig's going to try to make it. But we're going to try to set up – kind of a schedule do the same thing every time obviously the times might change with the time of the game but uh be in the same place doing the same things and uh so that the fans know where they can find us and they can participate and talk with the show like uh they were today we to give a shout out to them if you missed them there was uh brandon and dale who were actually able to get on uh shout out to them and appreciate them giving their insight that was great uh they really loved it and then also uh, we were able to meet up with our listener, Joe, and uh, she's, yep. she's a big Michigan fan, got that awesome car and everything. Uh, she's got the little Michigan car and signed by Jim Harbaugh. So we're getting people connected, and things are going awesome. We're getting thumbs up here by uh, Michigan fans walking back to their cars in the golf course, and it's just been a really great day. Mich- football's back. Yeah, football's back. I mean, obviously you get celebrities coming in here. uh, uh Caleb and I were out uh, wandering around with Sean and the Blueprint with Zeke, too. And we got to, I think we saw uh, Jake Rudock sighting. We saw a couple um, uh, other people that we uh, ran into, which was pretty cool. We got to have a really cool interview with uh, John Wrangler, which was with him, him with Adidas, which was great. Uh, we also um, 
Just, uh, we know, obviously, Jordan was in the house and um, Jeter. So, celebrities, uh, That's this is what happens when you bring Harbaugh to the table at Michigan. You get celebrities, you get a big fan base, and, man, I can't tell you one word to describe what it's like to be tailgating here. On the first game against Hawaii, it's electric. you got to get here. Try to make uh, as many games as you can. You, you won't be disappointed. It's amazing. it's amazing here. Yeah, it's great. And uh, it was first time for me. Uh, it was uh, one of those interesting things. We're outside the game, so you get to hear the fans react to it. But then you have to wait to watch uh, what happens on TV. So, Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. It's well worth it to park to save up some money and park at the golf course because that's where the real tailgating is. You get to, you know, I'll tell you, a lot of people go to the game. They leave for the game. You get your crowds. They're moving. But a lot of people actually stay for the game. They like to actually watch the game more in their uh, underneath the canopy and having their food. And they like to drink, obviously. But they like to have that party, too, and, you know, and, and group and be with people. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, we saw a lot of different groups staying out here and everything. A lot of people going into the game, but a lot of people yep. stayed out uh, enjoying the game here and everything. And people were here, of course, early. We got here pretty early to get ready, get prepared, and uh, it was good. It was successful. So, uh, yeah, I, ca I guess kind of with that, we will um, we'll cut things off here, and then when we rejoin you, we will be uh, um, after the, the long road trip home and looking at the <laughs> breakdown of the game and giving you more thoughts. Yeah, we'll give you a breakdown of the game. We'll talk about what's going on. Uh, we do want to apologize to uh, uh, the Blue Network on the Facebook uh, page because we did say uh, things were going to go live. We did. Uh, Rashawn and Zeke did do, go live. They did. Uh, I did want to tell you that. But it, for some apparent reason, some glitch or something happened to where uh, on, only on um, Rashawn's Facebook page, if you're not friends with him, his stuff went live, but it didn't seem to get to the Facebook Blue Network page live. So we apologize for that. We're going to get that cleaned up and figure out what's going on with that and next game. And, you know, we're getting better as we go. I mean, oh, yeah. we're really just kind of, you know. That, that's how things started with us a year ago when we <laughs> oh, yeah. started just recording. And then that's how it's going to go with video and everything. And also uh, we were saying that we were going to be involved in the discussions on Twitter and Facebook. And we were a little bit, but, man, I – I'm going to have to invest in one of those mobile charge things because my battery sank <laughs> immediately when we came into Ann Arbor because I was getting some stuff ready, and it just slowly ticked down and everything. And so we weren't uh, on on the social media as much as we kind of anticipated. Yeah, you want a million-dollar idea out there? Get some, like, kiosk or something that you can plant that does mobile device charger, like, really quick. You'd make a lot of money here. Yeah, so. or even just selling something those mobile chargers that you can give <laughs> someone who's here with that yeah yeah so but uh but yeah we'll connect with you here again shortly we're gonna just do a little break and then when we come back in the recording we will have more thoughts from us after checking out the stats Okay, so we are back, and uh, after, through and between that break, actually, it's uh, the next day here. We've been able to uh, connect back, uh, Craig and I, after the long day yesterday and uh, being able to review some things last night, busy with football last night and football today. Uh, Craig was just enjoying that mayhem that was Notre Dame versus Texas. Yeah, and you called it pretty well. I think you did um, when we did our show, um, Tailgating. 
said that uh, watch out for Texas, but um, yeah, they did good. They had some times where they looked like old Texas, where their defense looked like they're in trouble, but you know they kept letting Notre Dame back in, but they got the job done. So uh, good job and kudos to you, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I didn't even really come out and say that they'd win. I just knew that they'd uh, make it a fight or figured that they would at least make it a fight. But, yeah, people are saying that they kind of looked a little bit like Texas of old, So, and everybody's saying that that would be good for college football. But into Michigan football again, main reason we're kind of splitting this up into two parts, kind of like what we just said, is that we, uh, when we're at games, we don't have a hot spot yet where we can connect to the Internet and be able to have uh, stats readily available to us. So just to kind of break things down a little bit, um, some I want you to be thinking about, Craig, that we actually didn't talk about, but uh, probably each week I, I, it'd be a fun part to do a stat of the game. So uh, like what what we would consider maybe the biggest highlight of the game. So um, obviously some things that are easy and kind of go without mention, uh, the two Scoring defensive touchdowns for Michigan uh, was a big highlight. And then uh, something that I had to go back and just kind of double-check on and make sure is that um, Michigan, in fact, never punted. And all of their drives, except for the last one that ended uh, ended the game, they were scoring touchdown drives. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, man, just uh, seeing that final score, sixty-three to three. Uh, the one thing that kind of surprised me a little bit—I mean, it's it's only a five-minute uh, difference—but uh, the time of possession is actually in Hawaii's favor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, that touch tells you how many either big plays or how many fewer plays it took us to get down to a score TDs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely for sure. But, Craig, if there are some uh, stats that you want to kind of go and highlight here as we're uh, breaking down some of these things or viewing the game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Wilton Spade did uh, pretty well. Um, <laughs> if I could say the play of the day would be, and it kind of goes in line of uh, what the player stats are, but uh, but if you do the play of the day, it might just be the sideline uh, pummeling that uh, – Harbaugh gave Wilton Spade after he threw that interception. He <laughs> got a chance to see that. <laughs> because you know what? In a way, that was the play of the day because it really it shows you that Jim Harbaugh's kind of did it in a way to like, he didn't say any words. He just said, hey, man, get out there and do it. Shake it off. I think he was like stealing it. <laughs> Tell him oh, to gosh. shake it off. Get out there get out there and do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, no, no, no more of that. Let's do it. And, Boy, it certainly did work, didn't it? So he came out through. He only missed uh, three passes, and he threw for 145 yards and uh, three touchdowns. He threw, you know, obviously, that one interception, but played really, really well after that beatdown. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that was uh, definitely no nonsense then after that. They played no-nonsense football and just uh, totally had a dominating performance. And actually... The uh, kind of interesting thing that I, I know that we were able to see from all three quarterbacks, but actually when you look at it, they were, not to say that this is deceiving and everything kind of like that, but more, Shane Morris went 4-for-4 four four and John O'Corn went 3-for-3 three three, uh, passing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's not much. And, of course, it is Hawaii, and it's, it's towards the end of the game. It's garbage time, but it's just, you know, I mean – we we've said it before. We talked about it this uh, season already. It's just like there was that um, 
high competition, high level of competition. And so if anything happens for some reason where you need to call on somebody else, you feel pretty comfortable this year, unlike uh, in years past where you just pray that nothing ever happens and where you have to call on a second uh, string quarterback. But at every position, and the thing that kind of proved that, uh, every position is looking pretty good because uh, Harbaugh went ahead and he played 16 freshmen. That was the final number that I saw. 16 Crazy. freshmen played in the first game of the season. Yeah, how smart is that, though? I mean, the very fact is why the reason why he's doing it is the very reason. Well, let's go back. Let's talk about what we were talking about all year long, almost probably half the year uh, during the offseason, as you and I were talking about the fact is Harbaugh knows what Hoke did not do is get up big and get up really big on these teams that you should be beaten by at least three, four, five touchdowns. And when you're doing that, you'd be able to get those freshmen, those second string, third string, fourth string out there playing, getting game time experience, getting that experience that they're going to need because we are going to lose some good key guys next year. And Harbaugh's so smart, man, that he gets him out there and he's like, dude, I got to get these guys out there and playing and knowing how to play Michigan football for next year. These guys are going to be playing next year. So that's important. Yeah. Well, speaking of freshmen, uh, two names that we talked about uh, earlier, even before we were looking at the stats, Eddie McDoom and Chris Evans. Wow. And, yeah, both of them awesome. But the, the thing that's cool and uh, unique uh, for their rushing stats they had, uh, for their multiple rushes, Andy McDoom averaged 17 yards per rush, and then Chris Evans av- averaged 14 yards yep. per rush. And then every, and then the closest person after that just broke over eight yards. So, I mean, and, uh, yeah, it's it's Hawaii. But, I mean, it's just, you know, looking looking ahead to the future and to next year and everything, uh, I mean – yeah, it was it was great to see so many players get in there, and great to see uh, so many positive impacts from you know the bottom on up, you know freshmen on up to the seniors and everything. Everyone is playing at a high level. Yeah, Chris Evans obviously going 14 uh, yards average, running for 112 yards, two TDs, and pretty much the unsung hero, the secret weapon. That I call I guess I called him or tagged him, but. Uh, it's the very fact is this guy came out of nowhere, third string guy, you know, on the third on the third team, and this I think if I was I remember right hearing was the very fact is that Parba was touting this guy beforehand on in some of his press conferences before the game, and and now he he might just be the real deal, you know. I'm gonna still be out one making sure maybe get a couple games under his belt. But, man, he did really, really well, well, and I'm proud of him, man. He just he really stepped up. Yeah, for sure. There are just so many people that you could talk about, so many things to highlight. Yeah, this is a tough podcast to come up with, man, because there's so many guys. Yeah, you <laughs> do, could. You threw everything into the bowl and mixed it around. So. Yeah, for, for sure. And something to point out, too, um, one of the things that we talked about last year uh, as far as the running game productivity, the the offensive line did an awesome job last year of pass protection. We kind of questioned uh, their ability at what level their ability was for making uh, lanes for the running backs. Uh, obviously, things looked pretty good 
against Hawaii, but then you have to look at the opponent. And uh, can say that there were no sacks allowed, and you saw those running lanes open. I mean, the the perfect oh, yeah. example was Chris Evans, his explosion right through the middle. And those are my favorite runs. When yep. uh, when you get that running back that goes right smack dab down the middle, and ever it just split. It was the perfect split, and the guy and the Hawaii defenders just uh, collapsed into the middle, and it was just right behind him, and he was gone. A couple of them actually wound up taking each other out, but he was gone, and he was down there, and it was uh, six points, no turning back. But yeah, I'm I'm happy from what you can see with the offensive line. I mean, gosh, you know, you just think that uh, things are gonna slowly get better, like. Um, I think uh, Dale, if you listen to the um, fan talk uh, segment that we added and put on the SoundCloud and the, on the website and everything, I think Dale brought it up. Uh, it's just that concept of getting 1% better uh, that Harbaugh talks about. And so if uh, ev- all these players in all these positions can get 1% better game by game, I mean, it's it's already looking good. And so it's hard to believe that we're looking at things like this getting better over the season. Yeah, let's talk about Chris Evans again. Let's just go back a little bit and talk about, uh, like you're saying, the explosion through the hole. But uh, able to be patient and follow the blockers. I mean, watching him kind of slow down, pick up speed, slow down, pick up speed is exactly what you need in a running back. I mean, that's what you look for is he sees the holes open up, and they open up only for a half, you know, maybe a half a second to a second. He can see them. He had the vision. And a lot of times, you know, he was um, just so elusive through there and just following blockers. And, man, he ran great. You know, I can't wait to see what more um, Harbaugh has in store for him. I mean, obviously, Ty Isaac did pretty well, too, though. The guy had nine car- nine carries for 52 yards, so that's not bad either. But, uh, you know, and the weird, interesting thing is because Evans came out of the gate starting, which is nobody saw that coming. And the very fact is Davion Smith didn't. I mean, he had... Um, six carries for 27 yards but I'm wondering if he's either saving them for some time or you know maybe just maybe Chris Evans had a better you know off season or something you know maybe he had a good couple weeks that maybe a lot of people didn't see I am kind of perplexed by what's going on but um, I guess we'll see when we get tougher opponents on what Jim Harbaugh has in store Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that it's uh, Chris Evans, if I remember correctly from watching the game and the highlights. But it was definitely something that you saw with him that you don't see with Davion Smith. Davion Smith, like, it's not taken away from Davion Smith. Every running back has their own system, has their own way of doing things. And Davion Smith can often just run over so many people and actually pulled defenders with him. Yeah, he did that in a couple of the runs, too. He did do that, which was great to see. He still has that power. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I can almost say certainly that was Evans, where I think there was even a play where he he was behind his blocker, and it's like he grabbed the blocker's jersey and was like almost moving him in front of him as a shield. (laughs) And then he saw his gap, and he uh, darted off and got a couple extra yards on the side there. But, yeah, that vision, that patience, um, just great to see that. Yeah, so many many things to be able to highlight. And, uh, honestly, one of the things that just really kind of excites me is the fact that uh, when we're going to be at the games and everything, we're going to have that opportunity to uh, just do an initial reaction immediately afterwards. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, even Higdon getting in there because... 
I thought, you know, where where is he? And they he had got some running time too, which was good to see. And McDoom did, and um, he he threw he everybody did. Kingston Davis had a there was a sighting of him that was cool to see too. So yeah, and um, you know it's uh, it's kind of crazy to think at how good our receiving core is. But honestly, you know, uh, when looking at the stats and everything, you don't see anything crazy. It was a lot of ground game. And so it's almost kind of, um, I mean, everybody knows that we've got the receiving core. Everybody knows that our our quarterback is going to, you know, be able to make some pass and everything. But uh, it's it came across to me that it was deliberate, that yeah. Uh, yeah. keeping the receiving to a minimum. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, almost like he knew what he has, all the the backs that he ha- he has at his disposal to wear teams down because each guy's going to go in fresh. Ty Isaac will get a couple, you know, a um, couple of series, and then he throws in Evans, and then you get Devion Smith there, and you know, and and Higdon. He's got so many running backs that I'm wondering if he's going old Hawaii, but. I'd have to say that he's playing to our strengths when it comes to the team he's playing. I think that he knew that he could run on Hawaii easily and he didn't need Wilton to, to pass that much. And I'm guessing he has something in store for UCF, you know, and it might be more passes than it is running. You never know. I, You know, we'd have to look at UCF and how they played the last game, and if they have a really good secondary, we don't know. And that'll be something we'll, we we will have to look at. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just, I'm excited for it. Man, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the receiving, like you said, I mean, Chesson and Darbo, like two of the best in the country as far as like receivers. And they both pretty much equaled out at, what, 42, 43 yards uh, catching. And Darbo with that touchdown. And then Jake Butt, (laughs) one of the best tight ends in the country, gets one one catch, man, yep. and, and he had that 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 huge great. play, yeah. that diving at the end and getting that touchdown, man. That was really good. And you got to see Crawford in there, which is really good. And McDoom, like we we're saying, he's going to be really good. And then, of course, uh, Grant Perry is. He had a touchdown too. That was good in the slot. That was awesome. So things really clicking and wonderful to see, man. Yeah, you were talking about Perry before, um, yeah. or in last year and everything too. So good seeing him come through and. Uh, having some productivity a lot of uh players in at running back uh they put a lot of freshmen in there mm-hmm. and just yeah i think I, I think it might come down to just kind of a little speculation here as we're recapping things that um harbaugh might just i mean when you can beat a team rushing why risk passing more than right. you need to i mean of course you always have to pass a little bit to you know, keep the defense true and everything. But yeah, this was just slowly where, and that's another thing though, too, is um, m- more in the rushing game, you get a chance and the opportunity to wear the defense down, grind it down on them and just wear them out throughout the game. Give your, give your team advantage. The longer you keep the defense out on the field, the more that they wear down. And so we, I mean, you can see some from some of the stats there with some of the plays, Not nothing like, a home run hit with the uh, touchdown passes, but obviously the faster you get off the field, the uh, longer your defense is going to have have to be going out there and everything. So yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, is the offense was clicking, things were working, and now 
Let's talk about that defense, man. That was pretty sick, man, what they did. <laughs> Don Brown from every side, Dr. Blitz. Um, yeah. I don't wow. think you could have uh, thought of or expected anything differently from what happened because that was just a fantastic job. And, I mean, there were, uh, at, as to be expected, I mean, there's always going to be completions and then uh, they're going to have some plays that work out for them. But it's just, uh, um, I mean, that was looking like, the defense obviously because it was a shutout so close until what was it? it was like the 12 minute mark in the fourth quarter it was looking like those uh that shutout streak that Michigan had last year where it was a couple games in and yeah. Michigan had to take a couple weeks to get there and Michigan's already doing it now now granted our first opponent this year wasn't a Utah team um but yeah they are they are looking kind of like mid-season form out there for that defense yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, you shut down their quarterback. He only had uh, 88 yards passing, and then they went to their other quarterback, they went to his second-string guy, and he threw an interception too. And, I mean, how stifling was it that they, you know, every time that they um, tried to run, or at least or run, we just we totally shut them down. I mean, St. Juice, he only had uh, 15 yards running. So, and, you know, and. They just they could not move that ball. In fact, I was pretty shocked they even got barely past the fifty. You know, oh, yeah. actually, their best running back was their quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> well, they, uh, they uh, man, they had that. Uh, well, I wouldn't call it a miracle play, but yeah, it, it was really unfortunate for Michigan that they they got that long uh, field goal that went through. Uh, what was it like fifty five yards? But I mean, give give that kicker credit. I mean, he got it done, but. Uh, you know, sixty-three to three—that is something to be uh, proud of as defense. And uh, uh, an interesting thing that I saw, and I tweeted it out, and I don't have it right in front of me, so I can't give credit to who said it. Uh, but this is not coming directly from me. But it was quite um, hilarious to see that uh, somebody tweeted out there that Hawaii has more points than it does rushing yards. And then they said, "Update about the game: Hawaii is currently shut out by Michigan." Because right. that's how that's how much the Michigan's defense was just shutting down Hawaii. I mean, negative yards for I can't remember how long. People who don't love defensive football, it's kind of crazy to me. But that is just a great A right there, and you love watching it. I mean, even if it's two great defensive go, uh, going back and forth uh, against each other, but that was just uh, straight up shut down football right there. Yeah, and then to see. I mean, let's talk about the, the best defensive person on the team wasn't even playing and um, and hit. Um, he wasn't there. And then Stribling and then Hill having the interceptions that was amazing. So, and to watch those two step up and get in there was really really amazing to see. So yeah, Lewis is, wasn't even playing that day. So yeah, and I do, I do think that that's get nice. him back. Holy smokes, man! Yeah. Well, they were talking. Oh man, oh, and I forgot to write down. Curse you, holiday weekend. Had me doing so many things. Uh, I saw something come out. Um, there's somebody who's not going to be playing. I think Taco's not not playing yep, against right. UCF, yep, right? Taco just got, yep, just got announced today that he's not going to be playing against the UCF. I think you know I, he's going to be fine, but uh, probably that's a great idea. Don't let them play. We got a guy, we got people to fill in UCF. Thank God we're not playing somebody big. 
you know, he'll be, you know, keep, keep him rested. He might just rest based on everyone else. He might just rest some of his other players. You never know. And I'm all for that just in case. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not, it's not a bigger opponent and it's not like our, um, our depth is having a huge issue or anything. So yep. I agree with that. It's, uh, I, I'm not too worried about it. And uh, he seemed to be doing okay after he was walking off the field and everything. Nothing too major. But, yeah, a great game. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed, uh, like we were saying before when we were talking about enjoyed uh, watching it uh, at the Michigan golf course, tailgating with some people, first time doing that unique experience. So, Yeah, it really was. And um, the defense was just the blitz packages that Brown, Brown was throwing out was really impressive to watch. I was really going like uh, I was telling Caleb, I had a hard time figuring out what he was doing at times because he had uh, different defensive things going, packages going here and there, and you know, and that was it, it, pretty much the blitzing was just crazy. Is from the left side, right side, back to the right side, left. I mean, and it, everybody got theirs. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, like the media was uh, asked him about his system being a high risk, high uh, high reward opportunity, um, you know. And he, he uh, Don Brown shut that down because it's proven itself. I mean, the system that he's working with and everything has been a, a high-reward system. I mean, yes, there are kind of some risks and everything, but there's always risks that you take with every play that you call. And he's just, uh, you know, he's Dr. Blitz. He's mastered it. And so yeah. it, it was amazing to see that yesterday and that – or yesterday. Yeah, it is yesterday. Oh, my gosh. This this whole weekend has me so chained <laughs> I'm losing my mind here on which day is what. Um, but, yeah, just uh, going to love seeing it uh, move forward and everything. And, oh, man, you know, it, it's just it's just week one, and it's been a great week one. Yeah, and we're going to be at the UCF game, aren't we? Yep, we're going to be there. Um, yeah. Uh, we're so. going to we're, – uh, we're doing – this is the recap episode. There's going to be a preview episode coming out this week too. Yep. Obviously, with the holiday weekend, it's kind of messing things up because we're not going to release anything on actual Labor Day. So, recap coming out Tuesday, then preview coming out most likely Thursday, perhaps Wednesday. But yeah, we should. We'll be at UCF. We will be there in the morning, um, probably working with Rashawn and Zeke again, uh, doing yep. some stuff with them. And then also doing some of our recording. And maybe if we catch some people, we might do another uh, fan talk session. Uh, But then we will be in the game. So unfortunately, the one thing that that means is that we're not going to be able to do what we did this week uh, with talking with fans during halftime. But we're going to try to create the opportunity of catching some people maybe before the game. Yep, that'll be cool. And yeah, it'll, you know... It'll be really nice to see these people, you know, and talk to them and see what they're doing and get their insight on the game. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah, for sure. So that kind of uh, wraps things up there for the main part of the episode. Yeah, there you go, man. Michigan football's back. Uh, man, Jim Harbaugh's got everything clicking like we thought. Uh, what a game uh, by both facets of the game. And Wilton Spate really stuck in there and did a great job. Good to see him do well. Um, and then, like I said, like you said, uh, freshman getting playing time and Rashawn Reeves talked, said that he said, you know, freshman again, step up in this game. And he was right. And wow. And we're excited to see this. So yeah, it should be 
pretty happy we have Harbaugh here right now, man, because this weekend was pretty brutal for the other teams. How about that? Especially you SAC people, man. You guys are really hurting, except Bama. Was wondering if that was going to kind of come up and everything as we were closing things out here. But, yeah, the SEC had rough time, like – so many teams lost and didn't lose to good teams. I mean, some of them had yep. legit com- um, competition and everything. But then also some of the teams that won, barely won. And then, of course, they had one SEC matchup. So, of course, an SEC team is going to win that one. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, really, honestly, uh, Alabama was the only one that really uh, looked really good. I mean, I know that uh, tomorrow night, Monday night, is going to have another uh, SEC game with Florida State Ole Miss, but, yeah, no, nothing too impressive. Nothing like 63-3 to three wins, so. <laughs> nope. and, and they were definitely playing some lower-end Division One teams, and uh, they may have even had some FCS, but I'm not sure. But uh, before we end things and close things out here, uh, I do want to try to mention each week uh, during the recap episodes just the quick uh, box scores for the other uh, Big Ten teams. Indiana won. Uh, 34 to 13 against Florida International. Uh, Minnesota won a relatively close game, uh, 30 to 23 against Oregon State. And then uh, Michigan State, with their Friday night game, had their uh, what well, was kind of coming down to a closer game towards the uh, end of regulation with the 28 to 13 win over Furman. And then uh, Purdue. Uh, and shoot, I totally lost where I wrote down what my prediction was with that. But Purdue won 45-24 to against Eastern Kentucky. Maryland had a dominant uh, game against Howard, winning 52-13. to Northwestern uh, was one of the few teams that actually fell. They had a one-point loss to Western Michigan, which they're always a competitive team. Yeah, that and was then, a really bad loss for them. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, I did. I mean, Western Michigan is a legit team, though. Uh, not not making excuses for Northwestern, but I know that um, what I've heard uh, people discuss and everything is now throughout the rest of their schedule. They were they were not favored in this game, but for the rest of their season with uh, with the team that they have and where they came from last year, they are favored in all their matchups coming forward. So uh, Ohio State had a. Um, Big margin of victory over Bowling Green. It was a tight game at first, but Ohio finished 77 to 10. And then uh, Washington walked over Rutgers with a 48 to 13 win. Penn State won 33 to 13 against Kent State. Illinois, with the new coach Lovey Smith, maybe off to something uh, good here, 52 to 3 against Murray State. Not yeah. too far off from the Michigan score there. Uh, Iowa, the Big Ten champions last year from the West, 45-21 to 21 over Miami of Ohio. Uh, Nebraska took care of Fresno State, 43-10. to 10. And the crazy, crazy game, the big game for the Big Ten was Wisconsin versus LSU, low-scoring wow. game. But Wisconsin finished it on top with a score of 16-14. So, I mean, overall, you know, I mean, that was, uh, I mean, really, Rutgers had really no shot against Washington. Nobody, I mean, they had a big spread set for that game and everything. But then uh, Northwestern didn't have the biggest advantage over Western Michigan. So those were the two losses for the Big Ten. And honestly, with some of that competition, that's that's not bad. But then also, though, the thing that was nice to see um, is just that when the teams won, 
a lot of them won pretty big. So yeah, yeah and like I said, I, I I I said you know depending on what Wisconsin does with LSU, if they play close or beat them, look out, man. They got a pretty dang good defense, and yeah, they pulled through. How about that, man? Yeah, win for them and look out. They might be something somebody, <laughs> you know, it's early, but. I mean, to beat LSU is huge. I mean, come on, that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. And for an unranked team to come in and do yeah. that to the number five team in the country. So, yeah, yeah we'll uh, we'll be doing our preview episode. So m- make sure to uh, stay on top and watch out for that coming out later this week as well. That kind of wraps things up for a recap. Do want to mention to make sure that you can connect with us on Twitter. We have the Facebook group as well. The Blue Network, everything Michigan football. Um, there's the Eagle Eye Radio. We'll be having our episodes streaming on there throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, a lot of good stuff uh, that we're working on for game days and everything. Some of it we experimented with this past weekend with Ra- Rashawn and Zeke. Uh, so stay tuned with more information with that. But that should uh, wrap it up there. Thanks for uh, tuning in to the Blue Brothers Sportscast and uh, taking part in the Sports reporting from the Blue Network. And as always, we hope you all have a good rest of the week. And it's a good time to be a Michigan fan. Finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.